the research infrastructure is, is a kind of facility that provides fair data, reproducible analytics in the communities uh, to its users. Hello and welcome to the LifeWatch Eric podcast, A Window on Science, from the European e-science infrastructure for biodiversity and ecosystem research. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer. Now today we're launching Season 4 of the podcast, changing topic a little bit, to conduct an orientation exercise, orientation to the European research infrastructure landscape, all those RIs, as we call them, that work alongside of and directly with LifeWatch Eric in pursuit of goals determined largely by the European Union and set out in the Biodiversity Strategy for 2030 and the EU Green Deal. I'm very pleased to be able to start off this new season with who else? our very own Chief Executive Officer, Christos Arvanitidis, who joins us in the studio from Seville, Spain, to help us put this RI landscape into focus. Good afternoon, Christos. How are you today? I'm fine, uh, Julian. Um, it's, it's a pleasure, you know, to be here again. Thank you. How are you? Thanks for making time. You're really good. Thank you. Really good. Now, the easiest place to start is orientation. What is a research infrastructure? Well, um, th there are many definitions, and I guess that uh, the definition uh, uh, provided by ESFRI early on uh, in their reports is the best one that applies. Hmm. Uh, but um, above all, uh, the experience shows that the research infrastructure is, is a kind of facility that provides third data, reproducible analytics, in the communities uh, to its users. So uh, it is there not in order to make research, but in order to help those who are making research uh, by providing you know, the right tools um, uh, for developing the, the, their own projects and working you know, for their own projects, mm. and uh, also by uh, supporting those communities uh, by linking them and linking uh, um, them with the uh, with the new um, assets uh, that are available by the research infrastructures. Right. That's 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 our job. So facilitate research rather than actually conduct research. Fantastic. And so, how then do these research infrastructures fit with, you know, the biodiversity strategy for twenty thirty, the EU Green Deal that I was mentioning? Yeah. Well, the uh, Biodiversity strategy for 2030 is um, very much focused on the protection and restoration of uh, uh, large swathes of uh, uh, of the surface of the European continent. Uh, try to reverse uh, used um, uh, areas into uh, what they used to be, you know, in their near natural stage. And try to be, to make, to get benefits out of this process. So the research infrastructures, um, they can facilitate this process by providing, by uh, providing access again, uh, 
to data services and communities, but they can also, you know, do something more. And this more is that they can, uh, interact with, um, with the, uh, uh, communities. They can interact with, uh, uh, the consortia that are working, you know, in, uh, the, uh, projects. Uh, that, that facilitate the achievement of the goals of the biodiversity strategy. And, uh, whatever is being produced in there, like data, like, uh, services, et cetera, mm. it, it can be taken up by the research infrastructures and uh, it, it can be updated, upgraded continuously. So after the end of the project, uh, they can stay operational. They can be available to the potential users and they can be there, you know, waiting for the next consortium and the next uh, uh, community uh, to use them. Hmm. And that's a very important role, which we describe, you know, like uh, acting like uh, an incubation chamber right. in this, yeah. in this, uh, in this sense. Yeah. And it's a permanent resource. Now, LifeWatch, Eric, of course, is dedicated to um, assisting the, the research community in, in biodiversity and ecosystems. Um, how happy are you with the development of LifeWatch, Eric, over the last five years, six years now? I can't say that I'm happy. I say that I have lived happy <laughs> moments in LifeWatch, Eric, the last five years, the last six years. But as the lady. Um, but I can say, but I can say that I'm content, uh, with the level of performance I've seen, you know, so far. <laughs> and this is why, um, First of all, in the first period of uh, the implementation, uh, as an Eric, we tried to develop, and I think that we were successful, uh, by a high degree. Uh, we, we tried and we, we, we developed finally a prototype of a research infrastructure dedicated on biodiversity and ecosystem research. Mm. And, um, we assembled uh, in this infrastructure a lot of uh, a lot of assets a lot of uh, research products for example uh data um uh research sites um uh web services workflows uh vries and and a lot of other things we created uh somehow the cross cutting infrastructure that can link all those assets together all those research products together and uh uh, it, it can give, you know, an additional value to what the partnering countries are producing. Mm. And that's what we did. Mm. But for now, uh, heading, you know, towards the, the, the next implementation period, and that means 22 uh, to 26, uh, we are um, initiating an industrialization plan. Uh, that, and that means that uh, we need, you know, to find, uh, the, the proper way to multiply this process, uh, uh, that we followed, you know, to create the, the prototype, uh, in order to consolidate our research infrastructure, to make it fully operational mm. and to make it attractive, not only for the scientists and for, uh, for the, uh, students and the academicians, but also to the private sector and the industry. Right. Economies of scale. Excellent. And in the process, what synergies has LifeWatch Eric forged with other Eric's, with other research infrastructures? Well, that comes, you know, at two levels. The first level is individually. 
That means that we prioritized uh, the most important research infrastructure to, infrastructures to come into contact and strive uh, for a framework of collaboration, mm. be it a memorandum of collaboration or be it uh, described, you know, in, uh, in a memorandum of uh, understanding. And uh, that worked, you know, pretty easy uh, for infrastructures that uh, working pretty much on on biodiversity or on ecosystems right. for example i can i can talk about uh, embnc eric i can talk about emso eric mm. i can talk about uh, uh, euro argo uh, eric i can talk about other research infrastructure uh, s3 research infrastructures like uh, the eltr disco etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. now the second level is when we meet blocks of infrastructures, of research infrastructures. And that happened, you know, and still happening um, in the project uh, EUSC Future, uh, which is developing the platform for the uh, European Open Science, um, uh, the European Open Science Cluster. There we have, you know, five science clusters uh, which cover all the scientific domains. And we came into contact with all of them and also we came into contact with e-infrastructures mm. and we, we, we developed, you know, really good relationships and, and frameworks of collaboration, uh, with, uh, infrastructures from the life science and biomedical, uh, domain with infrastructures from the, um, uh, uh, uh sociology and, and human sciences, um, and economics, for example. Uh, that's another level mm. of collaboration and uh, interaction mm. with uh, with infrastructures. What we're trying to do through this process is to create those collaborative uh, interfaces. Right. Uh, normally, they are called, you know, trading zones. Yep. So uh, this is very important for every infrastructure because uh, this is the place where a lot of new knowledge and a lot of information yeah. is being created. Right. So there's still a lot of um, interesting work ahead. Um, and a lot of challenges. Yeah, my word. So, I mean, it really is an interesting field at the cutting edge of, of what's achievable. Um, you mentioned a little while ago reaching out, providing information to you know, policymakers and ordinary citizens. Um, who really are the stakeholders of, of like, eventual stakeholders of LifeWatch, Eric. Do we really influence policymakers? Um, do we provide practical results? Um, that's a quite a difficult question because uh, it, 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 three questions. Yeah, it goes, you know, over several levels. And um, mm. I, I could talk about this, you know, for probably one day, but uh, <laughs> let's shrink it, you know, in a couple of minutes. Uh -huh. Yes, there are, we have identified actually uh, many uh, let's say categories of stakeholders. Of course, the most important one is, uh, the, the scientists and the researchers and yeah. their students mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, one of the most targeted audience for a research infrastructure is the students. Yes. Because the next generation needs to learn how to use, how to be facilitated and helped yeah. And, and, uh, assisted by, uh, what the research infrastructures can provide. Yeah. Uh, of course, there are, uh, uh other categories like, uh, for example, environmental managers, um, and policymakers and 
policy implementers. And there is a tremendous work, first of all, to reach them out, and second, to try to convince them that the work we do, uh, it can be of service mm. for them mm. to do their everyday job. Right. Again, we do that, you know, at two levels. First of all, individually, and this goes uh, very well with uh, uh, stakeholders uh, like, uh, for example, um, uh, uh, big institutions that uh, uh, have to do with the consultation uh, process of uh, the European Commission, um, the the uh, agencies of the Euro of the European Commission itself and its directorates, mm. uh, but also it goes, you know, again through um, uh, projects to which uh, we come into contact. Uh, not only with high-level stakeholders, but also we go deep down to the level we meet the local stakeholders and those practitioners, what we call, you know, the community of practice, right. that they are every day mm. in the field, mm. they know the problems, uh, they they come with us and they try, you know, to co-create, co-develop uh, in, in the infrastructure components, which are, um, uh, so to say, tailored to, to their needs yep. and therefore uh they can be uh they can be assisted so that's the way we are we're working fantastic stuff christos thank you very much for you for this interview and for this update really on on um, how things are progressing thank you very much i really appreciate it thanks also of course to my producer fabrizio lecce and to you the audience who are good enough to follow these podcasts to engage with LifeWatch Eric and our biodiversity and ecosystem facilities, visit our website at www.lifewatch.eu. And please recommend us to everyone you know to help raise awareness of what is being achieved by the European research infrastructures to combat biodiversity loss and climate change. Thank you, Julian. Thanks again, mate. I look forward to our next encounter here on a window on science.